Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The Bible tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It appears that God wants us to be armed and ready with the weapons that he has given us. Today's message is designed to encourage every believer to put on the whole armor of God, grab your spiritual weapons, and let's go to battle for this day and this time in this culture. There are people who are lost without Christ and on their way to hell. We have the words of life. Don't let the enemy bully you into not being effective in the kingdom of God. Come and join us today as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. The Bible tells us that we have a sin nature that wants to rule and reign in our lives and, and, and he'll put out some fake news. He'll put out some fake news in your life and, and say, Pastor, I, I really want to get involved, but you know, I got so many things that I'm trying to get done. That's fake news. <laughs> Pastor, you know, I'm really, I would be there, but I got a lot of things that I, I'm just trying to manage right now. I, you, I hear all of these. I say, that's fake news. From the enemy who tells you, you can't do this right now. You're going to have to do it later. I can't give all to the Lord right now. I can't, I can't put all in right now. I got too many things that I'm trying to take care of. That's fake news. The Bible said that in the book of Mark chapter 4 when he talked about the four kinds of soil. He said there is a soil that once you plant the seed and that the weeds come up and choke out the word of God. The Bible said when Jesus uh, told him what that meant, he said the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches and other things come in and choke out what I'm trying to do in your life to make you fruitful. It'll choke out. It'll sound like an excuse, but it's fake news. Sounds good to you. Because you bought it. But the end result is that we are not fruitful in the kingdom like God wants us to be. So look at what he says here. Jesus is the one said, if anyone will come after me, he must first deny himself. That's a mouthful. That's a whole sermon series. Then take up his cross. And then follow me. If you're going to come after me, you got to go through that process. you got to deny yourself. If you haven't denied yourself, you're not, you're not going to follow me long. The first bump you get to, you're going to stop. The first time you stub your toe, you're going to sit down. The first time somebody says something you don't like, you're going to turn around. You're going to get an attitude. You're going to have all this stuff. Instead of following me with joy and with confidence and with faith, you're complaining and talking and carrying on. I'm about to get to the point to tell you to go somewhere and sit down. You're keeping up too much distraction for us to get anything done. Look at what verse 2 says. As a result, he's talking about the person then who began to sacrifice himself. He does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires. But he lived the rest of his life for the will of God. Here's the question. Are we living the rest of our lives for the will of God? Don't answer to me. Give your answer to the Lord. He knows. Here's what Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, 
in the view of God's mercies to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. King James says, your reasonable service. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Did you see that? When are you going to be able to test and approve what God's will is? After you stop conforming to the patterns of this world, stop thinking, stop acting, stop behaving, stop ordering your life after the pattern of this world, and then you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, his pleasing, and his perfect will. You ever wonder why Jesus said in the model prayer, thy will be done, thy kingdom come. The whole idea for believers is to be totally sold out and offered unto God so that God can use us. Just think about this for a second. How much do you think God can get done on the earth if every believer was totally yielded to what he wanted to be done in their life? Every day, we're totally yielded to what God wants to do in our lives instead of us having our own agenda and say, Lord, if I have some time, I'm going to get to you. And we don't say that verbally, but we say that way we live our lives and order our lives, and uh, God, never, we never get around to it. Lord, now you know my heart, Lord. Don't, ever ask, don't even tell him that. Because when you talk to him, you can tell somebody else that. The Lord knows my heart. Don't tell the Lord he knows. Lord, you know my heart. He said, I sure do. Do you want me to show it to you? You want me to show you your heart? <laughs> you want me to show you the video of everything going on in there? You're going to say, nah, never mind, Lord, I'm good. There are a lot of the, the messages to the believers in the early church from Peter and from Paul to talk to us about this change that should happen in our lives to cause us to not be who we once were when we came to the Lord so that we can be different so that God can use our lives. Ephesians 4, 17. I'm just going to read some of these to you. Uh, so I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. Paul is talking to the church. He said, I insist on this, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. You know who the Gentiles are now? Those who are unsaved. You must no longer live as they do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. He says, now they just think they know, but they're ignorant. Their hearts are hardened. You shouldn't be following after their kinds of thinking. In chapter 4, verse 22, he says, you were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. He said, that's, that's you. 
And then Colossians chapter 3, verse 7 says, you used to walk in these ways. Now, you, you see the, the theme that's running through these uh, verses? You used to live like this. You used to walk in this way. You used to behave like this. This is the way you did before you came into the light of the Lord. What's different now that you have been saved? You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. You must now rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. You've taken off lying, didn't you? Kind of, sort of. Don't lie. You have put on the new self, which is being created, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. There is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Here's what, uh, here's what our text scripture is telling us. Christ suffered for us, and he said, you need to arm yourself. That word arm means to get prepared. Prepare yourself so that you can position yourself so that when things come up, you're already prepared to take care of it with the will of God and the power of God. You need to arm yourself. You need, we need to have an attitude that we're ready. We're, we're locked and loaded. We're ready to go. We're armed. You know, those of who's been in the military and who's in active service, when they're right in the middle of a war zone, they already have all of their weapons on them. You know, you see these guys and sometimes ladies, they've just got these backpacks on. They got weapons. They got some of everything all on them. And they have an attitude when they're walking around. They have an attitude. Show up if you want to. I'm already ready to go. I don't have to go get nothing. And here we are in the in the body of Christ, when the tough times come and the enemy come, we got to go get something because we're not armed and we don't have the attitude that is ready to contend with whatever force has come in. Now, the Lord has already given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness. We shouldn't be the ones that have it all in the footlocker, have it all in the closet. When the enemy comes, you got to try to find your helmet. I got a helmet of salvation around here somewhere. Anybody seen my helmet of salvation and my sword? Who had some kids were playing with my sword the other night, other day? Where's my sword? By the time the enemies done slap you around, beat you up, you're looking for something to fight him with. So tonight we're gonna take this. Uh, we're gonna take this this message, and we're gonna arm ourselves tonight. Ephesians chapter six, verse ten. Is a famous passage about spiritual warfare. And I want to tell you that the spiritual warfare front is not fought out there on your job. It's fought in our minds and in our lives when we're trying to accomplish something for God when the enemy doesn't want us to do that. Paul writing to the church says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. He tells us to put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. He tells us what we're up against first. And if you don't know what you're up against, you don't know how to respond to it. He says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but we got spiritual forces. And they're, they're on 24-7. They don't take an off day. They don't have vacation. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil come, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, after you have done everything to stand, you know what he tell you to do? Stand. After you've done everything and you don't feel like standing, guess what you should do? Stand. This is Jerry G. Martin, and as always, I am so grateful that you have joined us as we've shared this message with you on being armed and ready. And the Bible tells us that we have everything we need pertaining to life and to godliness. We talked about the spiritual weapons that God has given us. We have the whole armor of God that we can enclose ourselves with. There is no reason that we are not victorious in the battles that we are facing. We just need to have the mind and the mentality to know that God is on our side. He's given us everything to be victorious, and let's take the fight to the enemy. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to this message as well as previous messages that you've heard on this station. I'd also like to give you an opportunity to be my guest at The Light of the World. We're meeting fully in person. We're experiencing and expecting God to do mighty things. If you're not connected in a church home or church family, you are invited to be our guest every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock at 16161 Old Humble Road. For more information, go to our website at lowcf.org. Let me remind you of the Beacon Christian Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need communion supplies, Sunday school books, Bibles, or study material, call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.